Hi, welcome to Ghost Man Radio Station. And tonight, my da- guest is David Heron. Her- I may have said that wrong, but I hope I got that right. Award-winning journalist, author of many books, who had a personal prayer, um, well, uh, thing he, he sort of got inspired by Isaac 6.8 for change from a sports writing to Christian writing, which is quite different in one way, but I suppose learning from sports writing, how to do sports writing, helped with the Christian writing. Well, I would say sports writing at least got me started writing. It's a totally different kind, but you're still using the same language, so it doesn't matter that much. You can still do it. And, um, what how did you get inspired by this by Isaac 6.8 because it's just because um, when people say personal prayer was it just like one day you was sitting down reading the bible or you got and the verse came to you or what well I had this, I had that interest when I was a teenager uh, I remember writing a manuscript it wasn't very good I gave it to the pastor of the church that I was attending and I was I think I was by the time I wrote that, I was in my early 20s. So that would have been 60 years ago. That's, that's like three quarters of my life. I have actually been in, involved with, with writing um, Christian things, but my professional career was sports writing. And what sorts of sports writing did you do? Like, uh, obviously, American football, baseball, that, that kind of thing? Actually, what I did when I was a kid was I played them all. So when I started writing about them, it was easy. I, I, I picked it up much faster than a lot of people who, who hadn't played sports. Um, having played them and coached some and doing my own announcing and stuff, um, it gave me great, great experience. So I, I knew what I was doing, uh, and I picked it up fast. So when you came to write your Christian side of the books, did you use your obviously great knowledge for doing research? Because for the fault being a sports reporter, you have to do a lot of data research of facts and figures. So I suppose writing about Christian matters is very similar in some ways. Well, yes, it is because mathematics uh, plays a role in both. And one of the things that I got interested in really fast was the sign of Jesus' return that, that he talked about in, in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. And then it's also mentioned elsewhere in the Bible. I got really interested in that, and I started picking up on some um, logical. Logic is related to the sports, to the sports uh, theme of statistics. And I, I picked up on the logic, and I tried to ascertained through my own research what was going to be the sign of Jesus' return. And I, I believe that I have done that, but that's um, that's for probably a different uh, interview than this one. I, I read some of the book today, you know, obviously the sample that the um, Amazon let you read. You know, not the whole bit, obviously, but just to get a little bit of gist of the how you did it. I, I thought it was quite interesting the way you describe things, how it was described. I thought it was very fascinating. Are you talking about the, the, the novel that, that we were discussing? I, I didn't hear all of that. Oh, I yeah. Well, I, I was on about the year of our Lord, 
what would Jesus do today? Where you, it's like um, is it like a revamp of an original book, or did you? Because I know you said he was inspired by by someone that wrote a similar book, or was it a revamp of that book? I like the concept of the idea that you're trying to teach Christian meanings in a modern, more modern world. I don't think I heard that quite right. My, my hearing is not great. So I, I said you, um, you're trying to teach uh, Christian meanings in a more modern, uh, to a more modern world, to a more modern audience. Also, how other people are feeling a lot now. Obviously, a lot because of COVID. I think a lot of COVID made people into in look inwards a bit more and look for the deeper meaning of life, as such. Well, I think that would that if that's the case. I hadn't really thought of that, but if it's the case, then that's a good thing um, because we need to step back and look at ourselves. I think. Just about every one of the great Christian leaders that I see on TV has some kind of a background where they were not all that great. Uh, Joyce Meyer is a great example. Boy, I like her because she 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 just comes right out and tell you she's she's a character the Lord had to work on and still has to work on. I I think we all are. We're never going to get to the place 
where we're perfect um, as God is perfect. So um, the things that are in the book, the, the Lord is in a situation where he can work out his salvation and his, and his promises and his purposes in the lives of the characters in the book. And our, the reader can relate to a character. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you for sure. There's a dozen characters in there that are strong characters. And I believe that any reader can, can find a character or two or three that they can relate to. And the Lord is working on them and will work on them even as they read the book, which is the purpose of the book. Yeah, I think I got the sense of that even from the small sample I read. I did get that, that the power of the book coming through. As such. I'm not sure where I should pick up on that, but um, I will say specifically about my favorite character, Ellen Baxter. She starts out with two little girls and she's not really taking very good care of them. She's more concerned about these demonstrations she's doing in the street. Uh, and her two little girls, they need her. And she's demonstrating in the street with really no purpose. Now later on, later on she did have a purpose. But in the beginning it was more like, well, she's anti-abortion, yeah, that's nice, but so are a lot of other people. And what are you doing about it other than standing in the street? Um, and then, Lord gets a hold of her and she winds up in prison for un an unjust accusation. She wasn't guilty of it and almost gets killed in prison by, by uh, inmates who are angry because they think that she abuses children, which she really doesn't. But she has to go through some tough, tough times before she realizes I can, I can do better. I can work, I can raise my children better. I can treat my husband better. And in the end, she is really a, a devout believer. And there's a hurricane in which she has to actually save her two little girls. Um, it, it's, it's, it's dramatic. And it, that kind of, that's the kind of thing that the Lord really does. Uh, a lot of people have this testimony that the Lord does these really <laughs> unusual things to get them to where he wants them to be. Yeah. I think you're right there. I think sometimes you get a little voice and you wonder where it voice comes from. Yeah, I could agree there. Yeah, I get that. I got that little voice. That's <laughs> last week, uh, and I think it was the Holy Spirit witnessing with my spirit because it wasn't in the head. It was in, coming from the heart that he was trying to tell me that he does, that I, I am on the right track with what I've been doing for the last 50 years uh, about identifying the sign of Jesus' return. Um, and I, I agree with you on that. That little voice, that, that, that was, it was, it was important. It was important, and I think it was the Holy Spirit. What part of the Isaac proverb did you find the most inspiring? You, 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 you said um, you found that Isaac 6.8 was in, inspired to change your, the way you... you um... oh, 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 okay. Um, I don't have that in front of me. 
Um, so <laughs> that wasn't part of my plan, but uh, you said it was Isaiah 6 point? Yeah, um, I-S-A-I-A-H, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Isaiah, isn't it? Yeah. Six point eight, yeah. Alright, let me let me look it up. Uh this six eight. Oh, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. And then he said, Go and tell this people. Yes, that that did happen to me. Um actually that that's important and I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't have it in my plan. But yeah, he said, he said, I said, here am I, send me, just like um, Isaiah did. And, and <laughs> it was, I think it was the next day that I started to get some of these points of information that I, I did use in some, of my, in some of my Christian books. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a very important thing for me. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? <laughs> and I said it. Just like just like Isaiah did, um, I don't think my stuff <coughs> is to the point where it's biblical. Although I, I do think that I do know, and it's been verified that I do know what is the sign of Jesus' return. But every every word in the book of Isaiah is biblical and is truthful and from and from the Holy Spirit. Uh, I I I don't know if I can say that. In fact, I know I can't say that. But I do think that this was a, a important moment for me, a place where I could say, here am I, send me, use me, Lord. And, and he has done that. He is doing that. Well, I think, I think it's important that you feel passionate about that because I think whatever you do, you have a passion for something and you, it will come across more. Well, I do have a passion for that. And it's... Um, in fact, I've been wrestling with that uh, probably until last week, until I got that little voice from the Lord. I gave the little voice, here am I sending me, and he sent me a little voice, okay, you're on the right track. Uh, that, get, that got me really excited because um, one of the big things about the end time is going to be the potential for people, all people, to be very scared. Uh, there's going to, if you read the, the book of Revelation, there's going to be all kinds of violent things going on coming down from the sky like 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 um you know fallout from something in the sky there's going to be explosions and people are going a lot of people are going to be terrified and the lord wants us me me as a christian to be ready to stand firm in fact that's the word that he used in matthew 24 he said stand firm when all this stuff is going on because a lot of people are going to be scared and you can talk to them, and you can help them, and you can show them the way to reach the Lord, so that He can take them with them, with Him forever when they die. And and that that is a very exciting thing to to be involved in. Um, Kennedy, you know, he went around the world with his San Pantalism explosion, and this really has the potential to go around the world. Not not all for me because I can't speak the other languages, but to, to go around the world where people can be reached in all nations because 
God wants to reach people in all nations, and, and there are a lot of nations that have not yet been reached for, for the, the Lord, the God I'm talking about. I know, I know you, um, I read that you've got a, or in the process, or have written, I don't know, another follow-up to the book that you wrote called The Coming. signs are beginning already I think the, there's lots of things I can see in the world thinking it's coming a little more more unstable year by year oh I agree with that I 100% agree with that um, I, I would go so far as to say that it would not surprise me if the period that Jesus spoke about in, in, in Matthew 24 the tribulation period and he, he talks a lot about it it's like 13 verses of the Bible, and that's pretty long. It's like maybe a hundred words. That's pretty long. And um, I agree that a lot of the things that Jesus spoke about are happening. What we haven't quite got down to the point yet where, it, where, where it's his return is prophesied, but we're about halfway down that list. So we're, I think we're well into the end time right now. Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, scary, but like you say, there's not a lot you can do about it, but as long as we believe that we're going to be saved, I don't know if a lot of people want to be saved now, that's the problem. I think that's your that's your biggest goal, isn't it, to, to yes. reach out to the, I mean, we all believe to sense, I always, I, I know when people say, oh, I'm not a Christian, I say, do you pray when someone's ill? Yeah. Well, I say, well, you still pray then. Well, well God, God has worked this out. Um, he uses even the devil's things. Um, the devil starts wars. God works it out and saves people, not just physically, but, but spiritually, forever. He brings them into his kingdom. Of course, that drives the devil mad. Now I'm talking about a contrary force spiritual force and, and, and it is the devil is mentioned a lot in the Bible starting with the, the very beginning of time um, but yes um, God he will allow bad things to happen to get the attention of people who need to listen to him and to his people if they want to go to heaven and he will do that 
and then he had a, had a whole lot, whole lot of people. I know a handful that got, as we say, saved and brought to the knowledge of the truth because they got scared. And one of them wound up in the in became the evangelism program, and he was our trainer. He was training Joan, my wife, and I. And the very in the second session is when she got, as we say, saved brought to the knowledge of the truth. And this man had been in a, in a war and he was scared to death. He was scared. And that was what motivated him to become a Christian. And then he was used by the Lord to reach my wife. So that's what he does. The Lord reaches one person with another person um, within his plan. He, he, he plans it and he does it. He just does it. I think sometimes events happen in your life that make you believe more. I've had that. I've had events in my life thinking I wasn't overly religious, but one event made me more religious. When I ended up in a coma, and my they was, my wife was told that I wasn't going to be around anymore. Well, the Bible puts it pretty simply. Big long Bible: Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Um, that's the basic underlying thing and then of course it gets from there there's, there's a lot of other stuff but that's what it, that's what it all starts with and that's where Kennedy starts starts with evangelism that's where Billy Graham starts it's like we need to confess because we're not perfect we're, we are sinful and then believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he will forgive us our sins and take us to heaven and when we die and that's, yeah, it's pretty basic. Um, but when, when people who are supposed to be saying that get scared, or if and when they get scared and run off, like Peter did. Peter, the first thing he did when he saw Jesus was going to be murdered was he took off, he denied Jesus three times, and he had to come back, I think it was like 50 days later after he repented and changed. He comes back and he preaches in the streets Jerusalem, and it, and it was so powerful that it was heard by thousands of people. So, uh, and he didn't have a microphone. His voice must have been just unbelievably powerful. Um, and this is this is what the Lord does. He just takes the the worst of us, the deniers, the the unbelievers, as Peter was. He was. He he, he ran. He literally ran. Um, but then he gets a second chance. The Lord is gracious. He, he gives a second chance. Uh, and boy, did Peter make the most of the second chance. Do you think it, it, we perceive Christianity differently now than they would have done, say, 30 years ago? I think the generation that you're talking about is, is very different from, from the one 30 years ago. They do. And they're going to be a lot harder to reach. But the Lord, he can do it. He can do that. And one of the things, one of the ways he's going to do it uh, is the, the dramatic events that are prophesied that will happen during the end time. That's going to get their attention. And then they're going to realize, uh-oh, I may die. <laughs> I don't want to die. And, and that's when people start thinking, well, what do I do? And they wind up going to the Lord and saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me and take me to heaven. 
that that's that's it's good for the people who are not believers to be scared but it's not good for the people who are believers to be scared do you think by reading your book you hope to inspire people to be not go to church as such I mean I'm not a great believer you have to go to church to believe in God but that's just my personal opinion I mean I'm sorry if I did upset you about that but um, but uh, do you think you hopefully you'll get someone reading it and like you said oh that relates to me I'll look into that a bit more first of all I agree with you 100% about church um, as a matter of fact the recent polls of churches show that half of the people who go to church are not believers and there are a lot I don't know how many but there are people like you said who don't go to church who are believers so church is not is not really the dimension we're talking about because what you believe has nothing to do with what, like whether you go to church. Some people go to church just because they're trying to drum up business. They think that, well, there's a lot of people there and they, they might, you know, come to me for help in my business. Um, it's not all Christians in church. <laughs> and there's not, it's not all non-Christians who are not in church. Um, so uh, that's, that's, I agree on that. I don't know where you went from there, but I, I got stuck right there. So maybe. Well, don't worry, you. it wasn't much. Uh, no, because I was brought up as a president, then I was re christened as a Christian. So I know both sides of the arguments there. But I'm a great believer in it that it doesn't really matter which line you go down because basically the message is more or less the same oh I see what you're saying well I think I think if you start with the message believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved there's a lot of directions you can go with we got a Catholic direction we got a Lutheran direction we've got Presbyterian uh, we've got uh, charismatic uh, there's a lot of directions you can go if you but if you start out with the right basis I agree well, David, my time is slowly running out, I'm afraid. I only do the free Zoom, unfortunately. But I've enjoyed our conversation. Is there anything you'd like to mention before we go? Any websites or anything you want to speak? Uh, well, I will mention um, the book, Year of Our Lord. Amazon has it for $13.99, which is pretty good for, for that big a book. Um, I also have a website, and I even I forget the, my own website address. Uh, but oh, here it is. It's a www.endtimes, and then there's a hyphen, mystery.com. Um, it has some more information about really more Year of Our Lord and my other books. I um, think I got that in the email, so I'll, I'll copy the um, link and put it in the, the interview. I, you said something about the link. Yeah, I got. I think I got the link in the email. So what I do is I'll I'll click the link, and then oh, put okay. the I'll put the link in with the um, interview. Right, right. So then that yeah, people Helen, can find Helen, it. If you don't have one, Helen can get you one. And um, yeah. I am very poor when it comes to technology. Very poor. Join the club, mate. 
I still don't know what I'm doing. I just press a button over the vest. <laughs> I got Helen helping me. Helen Cook helps me. She, she's, she's, my, she's my technology person. She knows how to, how to talk me and do all this stuff. Oh, she's a lovely I, lady. I, I had to talk to her about how I was going to get, get, you know, get on here with you. Yeah, I, 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 I normally just do audio because I, I used to try to do video, but sometimes I don't know why. Sometimes the video quality of the sound goes down on YouTube for some weird and strange, wonderful reason. I've never thought it. Uh, it's probably because I got. I just do everything from normally from a smartphone or tablet. I have got a laptop now, but I I haven't got Zoom on it. So the, the Zoom that you can record on it because you got to pay for the. I'm scared of people. Things like Zoom scare me. Um, oh, don't worry. It's just like talking to a friend, mate. It's just just imagine you're talking to me. Scare not not in a terrified way, but um, any unconfident way. Things yeah. like that. I don't have any confidence I can handle. You're doing okay, you're doing okay. Well, thank you, David, for giving me your time of day. I do appreciate anybody who gives their time of day, because I know time is precious. I've enjoyed our conversation, and I will go back to reading the Bible again. And Because um, I used to do a religious podcast once upon a time, years ago. I did like reading the verses. I didn't always fully understand them, I admit that much. But then I don't think there's as many scholars... I do fully understand them, or they'll debate them till the cows come home. Say, God, please help me. And believe me, he can hear, and he can help. I will do, my friend, I will do. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for this, David. I do appreciate that. Well, thank you. You've been a great host. You've let me talk a lot, so that means you're a great host. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs>